Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Pulliam, pastor of One Accord Church. Refusing to give in to stress. Praise the Lord. And um, this is going to be a fantastically taught series. I just wanted to, I did everything I was supposed to do. I'm listening to the Lord saying now things have changed. We're in a good spot. And uh, I um, want to uh, be a blessing to you. You can say I've got it by an amen or however you want to do it. All right, so let's just read 1 and 2, 2 Peter 1 and 2. I think I have this right. Uh, Well, I want to just make sure I do. I do. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. So it's not to the world, right? It's written to us who are in the body of Christ. How do we know? To them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, whom? Jesus Christ. Grace and peace. Grace and what? Peace. I'm going to read it to you in the Amplified. Be multiplied unto you. Unto who? That's you, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. And Amplified, it says, may grace, God's favor and peace, which is perfect, well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, and freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. If that's in Amplified, I cannot find out a better definition. For the word peace. Again, may grace, which is God's favor, so his ability is going to be put on you to do what you could not ordinarily do. But it's not going to be added to you. It's going to be multiplied to you. Okay? Now, the average Christian can't take this stuff because this is not what we're geared towards. This is not what we're fighting towards. This is not what we're asking for. All right? So may God put his favor on us and peace. Well, here's the definition of it, which is perfect well-being. What kind of well-being? Perfect. All right. All necessary what? Good. All spiritual what? Prosperity. Okay. Now, uh, I have a definition. You got spiritual prosperity here. I just think it's hard for them to put this in here. But when you define peace, the actual meaning doesn't have anything to do with spiritual. All of this is in there, but then it adds prosperity without the spiritual part. Well, now, don't worry, because we get it, because God is going to give you everything that pertains to what? Life and, okay, so you get them both, all right? And freedom from what? Fears. Say that again with me. Say it together. Ready? Go. Freedom from fears. We're going to come back, and we're going to take our time with this, and as we teach on peace, We're talking about how God has delivered us from the attacks of the enemy. Thus, we've been delivered from freedom, or pardon me, from fears, and we have the freedom of fears. All right? Or freedom from fears, pardon me. And agitating what? Passions. Okay, these are things that are driving you, pulling you one direction or the other. Okay? So I always tell you, well, what is stress? Stress is when I'm trying to do what I desire to do Versus when God is trying to pull me in his direction. And I'm stretched out over. 
You get stressed when you know what is right, but you're choosing wrong. You, you get stressed out when you're trying to appease other people before you appease Jesus. You're talking to this person because if you don't talk to them, they can't make it. And you try to make yourself happy, but the only reason you're talking to them is for them. And somehow you think that's right, but that's not right. I'll be able to teach in this series that that's a lack of integrity. And as a result of that lack of integrity, you have agitating passions. Okay? All right? And moral conflicts. It's the same thing. Moral conflicts is asking people to do for you what isn't right for them. Well, I've preached. Thank you for listening. It was a great series. Fantastic. It's all done because this is, this is what you're being delivered from. Okay, so if this is showing up, then I, I can't look at anybody else and deal with anybody else in their lives if this is showing up in mine. I don't have a problem with my employer. I don't have a problem with anyone. I don't have a problem with my neighbor. I don't have a problem with anybody dealing with me or encountering me as long as this is showing up in my life. As long as my well-being isn't perfect and, and, and all good, that's definitely necessary, isn't showing up, right? If, if, if I don't have prosperity spiritually or naturally, right? And if I got a bunch of fears, right? And if I got agitating passions, okay? And if I got moral conflicts, whoa, I've got a lot of work I've got to do on me. It almost sounds like an impossible situation to deal with. But the Lord preaches through his word that Jesus has it all. God is even known as God of peace. And we're going to go to the verses and find out where did that come from. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. We're going to be able to go into the word uh, in the book of Joshua, and we're going to read what Gideon has to say, and we're going to see why does Gideon name him Jehovah Shalom. That's where it comes from. All right? We're going to deal with that. We're going to find out how powerful peace is, because when we really, really strive after peace, all the things that agitate and bother us will no longer agitate and bother us. We'll stop overworking. We'll stop overloving with the love of phileo, soulish, conditional, right? We'll stop operating with a lack of integrity. We'll stop trying to please people. You don't love me. If love means me pleasing you, we're in a lot of trouble. Because that's so confusing. I'll never understand my parents who used to be me. I know y'all didn't get beat. They would always say, if I didn't do this, uh, it means I don't love you. And I used to say, man, you know, love is. Yeah, I used to sit there and say some stuff. Me and my brothers, we, we still laugh. Boy, they, we talk about some of those conversations. I would be so, I'd be in despair. You know, I, I'm saved now, so I can't cuss. But I used to just sit there and be rubbing my butt and just saying, man, you know, this, this is quite, you know, blankety-blank. You know, my blankety-blank is, you know, and, and I was just gone. And then one of them said, ooh. And I just think, man, I, I, I'm in deep trouble. And they, they go downstairs, make their way down there. Oh, mama, Todd, cussing. Oh, he is. All right. 
and then I get the cussing beat out of me. I don't know what came back in me, but they beat it out for that moment. And I, I'm just sharing all this to say that love, love is not agreement. Love is just what it is. Love. Love is taking your well-being and putting it before their own. That's love. Love is willing to help someone build their dreams before you build your own. Love is giving Jesus a try because yours wasn't so hot. That's love. Love is praying over your children, speaking over your children, and asking, Lord, what shall I do? They are in crazy land right now. And Lord, it drew me in. Because don't do this thing, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm saying because I'm the parent. Because he's looking at your actions and saying, no, you went with him. Both of all y'all traveled together, took tickets one way. So ask him to get involved. Ask him to help you with everything that's wrong in your life. Co-workers, Lord, I'm imperfect. Because I want my verse back. Thank you. I'm imperfect because I'm striving for your peace. I receive it by faith in my spirit. But now I've got to teach my soul how to accept what I've already received in my spirit. And when I accept that peace, then what's going to start changing to me is I'm going to start getting what? Perfect well-being. My attitude is going to change. I'm getting way off because I got to go home in a minute. You know, I don't want to hold you too long. But we're going to be in Galatians in this teaching series, too, because peace is a fruit of the spirit. But guess what peace does? It makes all the other fruits of the spirit manifest. You get some peace, you get self-control. What's the other word for self-control? Oh, yeah, all right, all right. You've been reading your word. That's a fruit of the spirit, temperament. Well, peace allows you to do that. Uh, people who, I, 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 I want to share this before, before we end, but people who uh, live to be 100 and, and now in America, they're close to 73,000 people that have lived over 100, well, still living. Well, praise his name. Okay. The world has over 300 and something thousand people who are living over 100 years old. And one of the things that they make clear, they call centennials. I know we call the new group of people uh, 24 years age, 24 years old age and, and younger centennials. But I don't know why because they haven't lived any, any time. But uh, what we also call those who live over 100 centennials. Well, what is one of their main themes? Well, two, I'm hearing the Lord. One of their main themes is uh, whatever I can't fix, I let it go. That includes people. If you if, if you constantly calling somebody just got problems, I, I just want, oh, can I tell you about my problems? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I can't. No, you cannot. Why? Because I got my own. But what I can do is offer you the same word I'm using. It may help with your troubles. Don't sit up there and act like you paid to receive somebody's mess. Number one, you ain't paid. Number two, you don't have the answer. Next thing you know what we're talking about, call South Carolina and you can get a reading on your future. And it'll only cost you a buck ninety-nine per minute. 
Why y'all so quiet? Y'all better stop calling them people. Better not let me find out about it. <laughs> calling California, Arizona, and all these places. Why well, they ain't got it in California? Maybe they got it in New Mexico. Ain't nobody got your mess. God's got it. So that's a reoccurring theme. Another reoccurring theme, and this is one we're going to pick up in the teaching as well, is that it's a change of mindset. They have resolved. They say, I don't know if it's the challenges that we have faced growing up or how we were misused, abused, or, or however. Matter of fact, they found that uh, nothing against us men. A lot of the ladies are saying, if you want to live a long time, get rid of men. Should be believing that. Tell me, oh, yes, shit, kid, shit. Hallelujah. Listen, let me tell you right now. <laughs> you, can, you can just stop putting that in your mind right now. We ain't that bad. Am I right, Jackson? Oh, right. <laughs> but I, 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 I know there is a challenge with that. Because a lot of us, male or female, we lack understanding of the word and we go into relationships flesh. Based. I, I, I want to see if I got a good marriage. You going to cook me some meals? I, I have to fight Michelle to cook my meals. She didn't iron my clothes today. I asked Teresa to iron them. Oh, uh, what happened? See, that, that's your problem. You based your relationship on who's doing something for you. And, and that's why we ain't got them. Because I didn't raise my daughter to spend the rest of her life ironing clothes for some man. If she chooses to, that's their arrangement. And it is because he's giving something in return and she feels like she's adding. That's how we accept it. But if he came to me and said, well, you know, I want uh, Carrington to be my woman, but I just want to make sure you do, do, does Michelle cook, because I'd have to tell him, brother, if, if cooking is going to be it, you, you. she's a... Uh... <laughs> All y'all need Jesus right now, every last one of you. She cooks great. But that's not why the marriage happened. Do you understand? This is important. And I told her from day one, I'm not married nobody so you can cook me. I'm going to cook for myself. Been cooking since I was 10 years old. I don't want nobody to be, can I cook for you? I, I cook for myself. You lost your mind. I didn't marry anybody to wash clothes for me. Uh-oh. Come on. Girl, I can't let nowhere. Wash them. Wash them. If you both work jobs, why should you got to watch? Now, if that's what y'all agree upon, then that's what you agree upon. You understand? But that's, that's flesh. That's flesh. Uh-oh. I'm still waiting on somebody to say, I, oh, I got to marry that joker right there. Why? I found that joker reading his Bible every time I met him. Go in there and peep at him now. Now I peep in the sanctuary. Mm. He is reading his Bible every time. 
And pastor, let me tell you this, not just in church, outside of church. Uh, <laughs> come on in my office and talk to me. Why is that? How you know what he reading outside of church? <laughs> See, I got all y'all with that. Because y'all told me, mm-hmm, all right, baby. See, she just needs to be honest. Well, Pastor, I done been over there a few times. Okay, I'm just checking it. Bible's there. All right, now. That's a show. We got yeah, Kenny Cook. Oh, can't burn, Pastor. Oh. See, that, and if that's going both ways, the flesh part's okay. But you can't kill your arrangement with God and your pursuit of him because the flesh part isn't working right. Because it's the spiritual part that's supposed to be drawing you. Hallelujah. Okay, I know this is hallelujah, but I'm not just making attention. Right? And so I want to take my time and teach this series to you. So you, you'll start making your choices in life spiritually with his peace and quit taking stress to your life to attain peace. Stress can never be the seed for peace. Peace is the seed for more peace. I just wish I had a man. You don't know that. When you finally get one and you see how it really is, you might change your mind. Right now, you get to go where you want to go, when you want to go there, buy the groceries you want to buy, cook the food you want to buy. Somebody marry you to my girl, your hips. I'm good to marry you. That's in the flesh. Look, 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 look at y'all. Are you sure? I'm sure. It's in the flesh. F, let's see, let's spell it, let's see. Now, F-L-E-S-H. That's right. I, I know it's right. That's in the flesh. I'm. Fine. Are you fine spiritually? Can you pray? When something shows up on me, if a spot hits my chest, can you pray? Especially if I didn't I do it. You, you see that chest and you ain't I do that. We got more questions. We'll work around that, but, but we got other questions. But you, you get the revelation? Can you pray that away? Oh, I'm serious. You feel something in your body? Can they pray that away? You get a headache and you notice that headache isn't a normal headache. I don't know what that would be anyway. Can they put the word of God on your headache? This is how we live as human beings. That doesn't even make sense, Pastor, because you're trying to make everything Bible and spiritual. Yes, I am. Because that's the way it's supposed to be. God sends, or he sends healing and wholeness. Before we address that, what if the enemy releases to your household a serious challenge of disease. And your children 
Get it. Can you pray mops off of them before they are contagious? Can you pray for an anointing to recognize before they are contagious and infect a whole cafeteria? Oh, I'm teaching. Can you pray chicken pox off of their lives? Or do you think it's normal? See, everybody thinks challenges, physical ailments, sickness and diseases are normal. They just come. No, 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 no. I just fight them. See, that, that's the way it goes. They don't just come. The enemy just sends that because that's all he can just send. With Christ, it's exactly the opposite. Do you have the wisdom of God? Can, can I bring Opie in this for a minute? Can I, can I do an Andy Griffith for just a moment? No, no, it's all right. I'm watching you. Just go ahead and hate on me. That's all right. But I love me some Andy Griffith. And I watch him every day like I'm going to church. Here he comes on at nine. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I can't tell him. Nine o'clock, you can catch it. Eleven o'clock, you can still catch it. Opie had a vision. Oh, I'm gonna teach right now. He was going to win. Wait a minute. Let me stop. I don't watch no. I ain't got no time to worry about what you take for your attention. Just because you sit up and watch somebody half crazy and stupid talk to you doesn't mean I need to change what I watch. Okay? I just, the Lord said, you mean to deal with that. that? That picked up in my spirit. That's why I'm your pastor and you are not mine. You're the one that should change what you watch. And I'm not an Andy Griffith fan like that. I'm just saying I like him. And there are principles. He thought he was going to win that 100 yards. And he was sure of it. Mistake number one, he listened to Barney. Never won anything in his life. We're talking about God giving you an anointing to minister to your children. Right? And he knew that. Barney was persistent. People who have wisdom for your children who have never won anything, are persistent in advising your children. And they pull on you to accept it. Do not if you love him. My sons listen to me about running because they could look their daddy up. They could look and see a runner. And plus, he was honest. So they were able to listen. You have to do that. That was mistake one. Mistake two, he just assumed he was going to win. That was a mistake because that's not what he was, it was ingrained in him. It's what we will ingrain in our children. But it wasn't ingrained in him. Mistake number three was he mishandled the results. That gun went off, and he was the slowest kid in the neighborhood, perhaps the city of Mayberry. Most people say, that's just so, I can't get with that. I know life is hard for you. You only get what you choose to get. 
My life was harder than most everybody I see in here, but I chose him because of the principles. Most of you ain't never had no weapon in your eye, in your nose, or in your mouth. Most of you ain't never had a blade touch you to cut you. And most of you have never had traffic held up. Four lanes on each side. Pardon me, three on each side. I use it as a principle. I learned something from him. God gives wisdom. God had to touch his dad to give him wisdom. What do you say? It so ruined him. He did not want to talk to anybody, did not want to deal with anybody, and did not want to accept anybody. And he thought the award was his, and he couldn't believe that someone else wanted. He said, they took my award. This is small to the Native American, or to, when I say Native, not the Indian, as you know it. The Native American in terms of person who grows up in America. This is no big deal. For me, as a person who grew up in America, this is a great deal. This helped me understand some. Dad, the award was never yours. It was to be what? One. Not handed to. And you got to learn his dad said, how to lose gracefully. Just like you got to learn how to win gracefully. Okay, we're talking about the rules of the run. I, I, I found admiration on him knowing what to say. Because I've had to sit there with my child and, and, and all three of them in some way or some fashion and say, here is the truth. And the truth doesn't always agree with what they are sobbing about. You can't out of love just agree. Out of love, give them truth. Their development depends upon it. Nothing grows without obstruction. You want to sharpen a knife, you have to put it in something that comes against it. You can't just blow on it. So if you want people to be good, you want your children to be good, you have to give them truth. There are times I look right at a man, point at my finger, said, in the name of Jesus, and had to say what the word said. It was totally opposite of what they're thinking. Other times, Lord, give me wisdom. Riding in the car. Well, you know, you hear what I'm saying? You better change, man. I get in this school and I find out you jokers didn't say one thing and the teacher saying something different. I said, just like this car moving, I'm going to tear you up inside that school. See, y'all, you're not used to that because the pastor always smiles and he teaches a certain way. But when, when you're applying the wisdom of God for growth, you got to bring it. You got to bring, you got to make impact. Everything doesn't have to be mean, but it's got to be true and it's got to be firm. So I was waiting and so I noticed I didn't pick up. I said, well, here, let me tell you what they're wearing and then I'm going to react. And then I, by the help of the Holy Spirit, I named the guys and then I said what the guys were wearing. And uh, I know it's it. 
Okay, I'm going to talk to you first. Talk to me first. When I had to go meet for this sister right here because the school board wanted to do her wrong, I said, tell me everything right now. You don't even need to go in the meeting. Just tell me. I got you. She told me everything. I went in the meeting by myself. Shut the door. I said, ladies and gentlemen, when we come out of this meeting, there's going to be a change. My daughter's going to be done right. I'm going to feel better, and that's the way this thing's going in. I wasn't as polished as I am now. Everybody looked around like, wow. And that's how the meeting ended. Wisdom from God brings peace or your home can be tore up. If you don't know your place as the husband, if you don't know your place as the wife, if you don't know your place as the child, if you don't know where wisdom comes in, if you don't know what to do with wisdom, the lack of peace will tear up your home. You do it right. When you eat breakfast, the kids will join you. You don't have to say, everybody come down for breakfast. They'll hear something and all you hear is little feet. Here they come. He said, what's going on? Now, who is here trying to come down and join me for breakfast? Oh, I'm down, I'm down. Well, see, you got you to make it with the peace of God fun. Same thing with lunch. Same thing with dinner. I've never made them pray. That's not the wisdom of God. Everybody get down and pray. I'm telling you now, by the time they're 18, they're done praying and they're done with you. And I would be too. What's what you do? Right? You pray. I used to think, God, if Blake come up in here one more time while I'm trying to pray, I'm going to tear him up, God. I'm going to show a fit and I ain't going to talk to you for a while. He said, shut up and keep praying. So I shut up and I kept praying. He would just come in. And I'd be like, oh, Jesus, he right in my face. <laughs> or he would just sit down and just listen. Or there are times now when I'm reading the word, he'll come in. He says, I'm going to tell you something about the Lakers. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit will tell me, listen, listen. Without even thinking, his finger goes in the air like his uncle Malachi did. And he'll give you his points. And if you listen intently, you can hear God. And the points. But you can't listen till you slow life down. Got it? To hear what's being said. And as soon as he's done, oh, sorry. Walks out. Why do you enjoy that? Because one day there will be a Mrs. Blake. He'll use my wisdom to handle his children and his wife properly. And then I'll long for the time that I'm praying for the interruption. Character doesn't interrupt that way. What she does is she'll say, can I ask you something? You have to be sharp. Joe just looks, and it's the look. And you wait, and he's still got to look, and he's not talking without problem. So after a while, you can ask, Joe, 
What's going on, man? You, how you feel? Oh, I'm all right. Holy Spirit tells you, it ain't right. So you just wait. Then after a while, you say, that's enough, man. Just tell me what you really thinking. All right, man, I'm not trying to be rude or nothing, but boom, there you go. So each one's different. So you get wisdom. Peace teaches you this. Each child is different and has to be handled different. Other children look at their siblings and long to be treated as the same, but don't long to give out what the other sibling is giving out. I, I, they, they'll ask, who do you love the most, Daddy? I love all of you. Okay, we'll come back to you. Mama, who do you love the most? Oh, we know who you love the most. And she'll say, I love you all. Let's go back to daddy. <laughs> who do you love? I love you all. But I know, now they can imitate me, but I know each of them and how to deal with them. From the Holy Spirit. Even though I, I can still hug and, and kiss my Carrie. The boys, I, I can't do that with. There's a longing in my heart. When they're young, I could just hug them and, and give me your forehead, man. Kiss them on the forehead. And, you know, they got old enough, they're like, uh-uh, man, you, uh, hold up, bro. What's, what's wrong with you, man? You want to tell me something? I don't, I don't, need, I don't need to tell you nothing. You know, I'm just, the longing's there. As they got older, they had to be dealt with what? Differently. I've run over time. But this is what this series is going to be about. So everybody who thinks they got peace down, you don't, they don't need to come. But if you know that peace is a necessary part of your life that can help you deal with every situation, then you need to make these teachings. Amen? Amen. And, 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 and make sure that you hear what God has to say about how to handle a situation. Reading brings peace. Classical Music brings peace. Yeah, some good gospel brings peace. You ever turn your TV to a good gospel station and just let the music play and you sit down? The Lord has to teach me how to sit down. I don't know how to sit down. I sit down for five minutes and then everything start burning. And the Lord, the Lord tell me, can, can, give, give me five more minutes. I'm like, man, well, give me grace then. Give me five more. I give you five more minutes when you give me some grace. I can't sit here like that. I turn this way. I turn this way. Now I got a cow, so I just turn. And the Lord be like, Jesus, man, come on, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Peace will help you do that. Peace will untangle your thoughts. Stop attacking people before you find out what their problem is. I don't like them on me, Pastor. I attack them and push them off. Why are you doing that? Something wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with me. A ready defense by a human being is an indictment on their life. It is evidence they have problems because they hurt from them and now they're trying to guard their hurt. Put your defense down. Hear the wisdom and let your listening be your guide 
Sometimes I have to tell people, Jackson, grown and ungrown. I'm not in this earth to listen to you. I listen and develop in my relationships, but when it comes to wisdom, I ain't going to get it from you. Not if I'm assigned to give it to you. With the poor Lord, I lost. I, I think I got three friends still left in this building. A fool listens to others who are not assigned to them. Don't do it. Whatever makes you work. Texting makes me work. If I answered every phone call and talked, I'd be doing this all day. I'd have special muscles in my forearms, at least this forearm and my arm, just from my phone. So what do I tell people? This causes peace. Text me. People get mad at that. I want to talk to you. Well, you don't have me no more. Well, I'm going to tell. I don't care who you tell. You want to reach me, you text. And then I can text back. Hope I help some people in here. This beginning of a series of peace. We took extra time to minister to your children and to other people. And, and there's an anointing that God's leaving in the building now. And he says, you tell them that I am done all across your country with trying to give you the anointing in your two-hour spurt. I'll give it to you when I'm ready to give it to you. And you're to chase me until you get it. And so he said, I'm leaving some anointing right now on your house. That's the way it works. They stayed in the upper room until. Research until. Don't just go by it. Research it. Until means I am willing to wait to get what you promise. And I'm not satisfied. I cannot live. You only promise what I live with. Thank you. You're awesome. And I think you should bless the Lord for his word. Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Ty J. Pulliam podcast. We call you blessed.